And the most detested of all places are the bazaars, the marketplaces. Aswar, the Purur of Sukh, the marketplaces. Whether this is some marketplace that is permanently established, whether it is some kind of fair that becomes a marketplace, these are all places which Nabi Sallallahu is saying that the most detested of all places on earth are the marketplaces. Now, the marketplace nevertheless is something of necessity that a person sometimes has to go out of necessity to do his work, he has to run his business, he has to do his job, so he will go. But how does he go? He doesn't go in a state of ghazlat. He goes in a state of bitter. And as a result, the least also says, the person recites in the marketplace, La ilaha illallah wa ahdahu la jirikana, lahul mulku wa lahul hamd, yuhi wa yumeet wa huwa hayyun la yamut. What a simple vigor. Out of how much time it took to recite it. But he gets rewarded with a million rewards. One million rewards is so much. Yet it's not just the recitation. It's the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala in a place of complete ghaflat. This is a lesson that is being embedded in the heart and mind of every person that don't allow ghaflat, this heedlessness, this neglect. This lack of consciousness upon the responsibilities and duties, and that is primarily to Allah Ta'ala. One is primarily responsible for his duties and responsibilities that Allah Ta'ala has placed on him. Now, he is not staying in the state of ghaflat, even in that place where everybody else is in ghaflat. Somebody is shouting at the top of his voice in complete heedlessness, somebody is lying to the customer, somebody is deceiving somebody else, some customer is actually stealing from the employer or from the place he's buying from. Some employee is going against the contract that he's supposed to be, how he's supposed to conduct himself. Some employer is oppressing his employee. And all these aspects of ghaflat take place in the marketplace at a very intensified level, compared to anywhere else. And now in the midst of all this, he remembered Allah Ta'ala verbally, in action, his eyes are in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. His ears are in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. He's not looking at haram. He's not listening to haram, he's not talking haram, he's not lying and deceiving and cheating. And his heart is also conscious of Allah Ta'ala. And in the state of ghaflat, in the place of ghaflat and heedlessness, he is conscious of Allah Ta'ala. This is the reward. Bottom line of all this is that this aspect of ghaflat is a very dangerous thing. And therefore everything has to be done in order to save ourselves from the ghaflat. Now there are two things especially in the time of the year that we are approaching, which become major means of ghaflat. One is, at this time of the year, even business, the business aspect is all at the peak. Allah Ta'ala has decreed every person's risk. When is the time that a person can be earning a little more, can it have forbidden that from you? That is an opportunity to do a halal transaction, and to do few more halal transactions, Deen hasn't prohibited him from that, but not at the expense of Deen itself, not in a form of government. Many a time, when it becomes a busy period, then that takes precedence over everything. Then if Salah happens, on time or not, well, well, well and good. If it doesn't happen now, it will happen later. If it doesn't happen later, now we will make the Qaza okay. And that means that Qaza happens. Now this is complete ghaflat. 
that being given the back seat and that business is given the front seat. Is that business our Mr. Is that the provider or is Allah Ta'ala the provider? A person who has saved the priorities, he made the business the priority. And he salah with jama'ah the second priority, or even doesn't even teach you on the priority list at all. Then the ghaflat has slipped in. This is obviously a very high level of ghaflat. That the commands of Allah are also put in the back seat. And the most fundamental command of Allah of salah, after imam, the most important pillar of being. <laughs> that is given second preference. Then this is a very high level of ghaflat. This is the ghaflat that Allah is warning us about. اقتربت الناس حسابهم وهم في غفلت معربون When we even see the time to spend that money, person made all that money, but when we see the time to spend it, but in the meantime to make that money, he was neglecting Allah Ta'ala's commands in this deep ghaflat. What is going to be the end result then? Just اقتربت الناس حسابهم His accountability is right next to him, almost in front of him. And any moment, that moment will come when he'll have to give an account. When he'll have to leave this dunya, will that money come and talk for him? Will that money come and testify for him? That this person was busy making me to give him a chance. Will that ever happen? Then in the process of trying to make that money, as we said, Allah Ta'ala hasn't forgotten a person from making, from earning halal this. In fact, earning a halal this, فَلَبُ كَسْلِ الْحَلَالِ فَرِيبَةٌ بَعْدَ الْفَرِيبَةٌ After the other obligations of being, next in priority, after fulfilling all the laws of Allah Ta'ala, then this too is an obligation. But not before. And not as first reference come what may, no matter what gets neglected in the process. So in any case, this too is something that is part of being. But when a person now, one is he neglects the commands of Allah Ta'ala, then the business and occupation and earning the livelihood takes such a priority in his life, that those who he is responsible for, his family, to see to their tarbiyah and up, proper nurturing, to make sure that they are also fulfilling the laws of Allah Ta'ala, to give them the time that is required, that is the family time that is necessary. And all that also gets relegated to the vaccine for long, long hours. person is now so busy from age to late, he's got no time for his family. Now the family can do what they want and how they want. The children can go where they want to and conduct themselves in any way. They can be occupied just to keep them out of the way in any haram. This too is a very high level of ghaflat. This too is something Allah is warning us about. And sometimes the person then imposes that ghaflat on others also. One is he's in a state of ghaflat. It doesn't matter about being, doesn't matter about his family. But then others also must get also in a similar state of ghaflat. Everybody else has to work from eight to eight also. From Monday to Sunday also. So that they also have no time for their families. They have to keep them also occupied in anything and everything. Whether it is permissible or haram, they have to stay out of the way. Is this the goal of life? This is that it becomes that never ending cycle. Which in the Hadith Shri Jirisa says, Laukana Jibni Adama Wadiyam in Zahab, La Ahabba Iyakuna Lahu Wadiyam. That is this. Insan had an entire value of gold. An entire value of gold he can't spend in his lifetime. His children, grandchildren, great grandchildren won't spend in their lifetime. But his greed will never end. He'll now be targeting for the next value of gold. Because that itself will become the object of life. That will become his goal. 
And never will make is what will make him kick. That is what will drive him. And he says, nothing to do in that regard, he is bored completely. He has got no life left. Deen is just a binary thing. If his salah can be exploded in some way, he gets caught in it. The Lord of Allah can be exploded in some way, he gets caught in it. This is the object of life. Then roughness will come in its height. And this is the same roughness that Allah is warning us about. اِخْتَرَبَ لِلنَّاسِ حِسَابُهُمْ وَهُمْ فِي غَفْلَةٍ مُعْرِضُونَ because this ghaflat and this neglect and this neglect has come to such a height, people are totally unconcerned that this kitab kitab is right in front of a person. Any moment he will be gone. And he'll have to give an account of his moment, of his life. So this is one aspect that the person, while on the one hand, it's important for him to earn a halal living, but that earning of that halal living itself must become a means of ghaflat. That itself should be a means of zikr. That his earning, his earning in a halal way, he's not prepared to cheat anybody. He's not prepared to oppress anyone. He's not prepared to impose anything on somebody in a way that's purely out of desperation. The person has got no choice. Many a person comes and says, what do I do? I need a job on one side, or on the other side if I, if I refuse to work at 7 to 8 to late, 7 days a week, a job in the desert, I'm going to jeopardize that job. Now in the process, I don't have any time for my family. I can't attend to other necessary things. But now I'm in the side corner. I'd rather throw the line or lose my job. Now either we are becoming laughing ourselves or imposing it on others. But this is what we have to now take stock of ourselves. This is one aspect. The other aspect at this time of the year, especially, and at any time of the year for that matter in general, is that there is this need in Islam. There is this human nature that a person wants some time for relaxing, some time to take a small rest, a break. But this is the way it is. This is a need for some relaxation, some break, in order to just refresh the mind, refresh the person's self. But unfortunately, that has gone to a point of very high hustlers as well. It's no more just some relaxing of the mind, relaxing of the body for some time to refresh oneself, this has gone to a point of what is now known as entertainment. And without this entertainment, then a person's life is now not worth living almost. This entertainment has come to a point of obsession. There are those who live their lives for entertainment. Entertainment is a very belief. People who are called the hedonists. The hedonists, they're very belief and their religion is what is described as a hedonist in the dictionary what is described is that the chief of the encyclopedia asks that the chief good of life, this is the policy of hedonist, the chief good of life is pleasure. There's nothing else which is good in life, only pleasure. And the pursuit of pleasure is the ideal aim of conduct. In other words, that if a person is pursuing the pleasure, whatever pleasure it is, there's no question of halal and haram. Doesn't matter whether it is nikah or zina. What does that matter to him? Doesn't matter whether it is something which is within the limits of Sharia or whether it is in a casino. It doesn't matter whether he is now doing some exercise in the privacy of his home or he is cycling on the street in a way that is suddenly exposed. It doesn't matter whether he is swimming in his backyard in his own private pool in privacy. Or is in a public pool in front of all the unity on the public beach in the moment when the whole world is there. 
the midst of all the fitna and fasad. Pursuance of pleasure is the ideal aim of conduct. This is how the hedon is served. That this is itself what is the object of life. So this is what the Western life is all about. Make money, have fun. Because to have the fun, you need the money. And everything else is secondary. Now this is the aspect that takes the person and makes him completely happy. One is the aspect of some kind of relaxation, some mental relaxation. Sharia does allow us this. Nabi Taos, when you open the books of Hadith, you find the chapters of Mizah, light-heartedness. Nabi Taos would sometimes engage in some light-heartedness with his wives, with the Sahaba Ikram. He didn't have the need for this. But they had the need for it being insan, being human. He was above these needs. But he took care of the same. Because some light-heartedness, it freshens the mind, it makes the person feel lighter, it makes him feel happy. But Nabi Taos did this. Likewise, we find that there were times when he allowed this mental relaxation, he gave the space for it to rise as well. But this is where sometimes we go off the track. We then use anything out of context to legitimize the wrong we want to do. To take, to take one hadith, once the Nisaf was traveling with the Sahaba Iqram, they were on some journey, and Aisha Sikha was with She was traveling like as Wajamukha Harad would do in a Kodash. Completely covered carriage and completely out of view of anybody else. Any case, as they were traveling, at one point, Nabi Sahasu said to the Sahaba, All of you move ahead, Sakatka move. You get carried on, we will catch up with you. Everybody moved on, everybody went out of sight. Then Nabi Sahasu said to the Sahaba, I am going to race with you. She comes out of the hotel, there's nobody inside, so I'm going to race with you. And then he races with her. And she says that I was very light at that time, and as a result, I beat him. Whatever the point that was marked off the best thing to race I beat him. And in case the time came and went, and then they moved on, they came and cut off the caravan. That was the end of that journey. Sometime later, again they are on a journey, again as I said, good. Again the least of the the Sahaba, Sakatamu. Move on, everybody move ahead. Nobody inside. When everybody was out of sight, Nabi Sahasim said to the Aisha and Quran again, I'm going to raise with you. This is Sunnah also. But this Sunnah is in privacy. This Sunnah is there wasn't any other soul around there. I'm going to raise with you. And he raised with her again. The Aisha said that this time I picked up some weight and couldn't run it fast. Nabi Sahasim beat me. And he said, now I've given the call. Last time you beat me, I beat you now. Now what was this? This was taking care of that need for that some relaxation, some light-heartedness, some interaction of this nature between the spouses which enhances that bond, which enhances that bond. But the very crucial aspect is how it happened. It happened well within the limits of Sharia. Everybody out of sight. And now what happens? Because of this obsession of entertainment, everybody wants to walk, the person may want to walk, female wants to walk, and walk how, just how, and in the midst of the public, everybody wants to cycle in a manner that that cycling is dressed such that it completely exposes the settle, but that doesn't matter because the fun must come first. Then whatever else goes on, everything hangs on. Whereas this relaxation was a need like salt in the pool. 
How much of salt is required in a pot of food? The teaspoon, two teaspoons full of salt. A person says, but the salt is what brings out the flavor. If there's no salt in the food, there's no flavor. So now I'm going to add more salt. I'm going to put two cups full of salt. Twice two teaspoons full, I'm going to put two cups full. What's going to be the end result of that food? It will be totally spoiled. It won't be possible to eat it. The same has happened to our lives. We have added, instead of some mental relaxation, within the limits of Sharia, we are already adding not two pots of two cups full of salt. We want to fill the whole pot with salt. And now we want our lives to still be in order. But what is happening as a result? Fitna upon fitna. Marriage is breaking. Homes being torn apart. As a result of this obsession with entertainment, how many people come back? Come back after a holiday and that broke their marriage. Because of the fitna that is abounding in the place they went. But at that time nobody was concerned. You must have fun, you must enjoy ourselves, there must be no division, everything goes. And the first couple returned, they returned with a broken marriage. Unfortunately, when this entertainment will become an obsession, and he won't even stick to this. That first person was playing some games on his phone, then he became bored with that because his craze for entertainment was building. Then he started like, to start looking at something more serious. Started to look at things which are harder. And then one thing led to another, and it became a porn addiction, and it then led to the breakdown of humanity. This will become one issue. But then it won't stop there. Then everything will become entertainment. Even being will become entertainment. Then Hajj and Umrah will become entertainment. Illa mashallah, a person will go for Hajj, go for Umrah, perform his ibadat also. But the highlights of the entire journey will be all the sidelines. What, how he entertained himself. Which bazaar he went to, which malls he went to, and whatever else. And that will be the highlight of it. And that will be a very important part of the agenda, of the itinerary. Then, Qurban will become entertainment. Where there will be more excitement. How it will be more dramatic. Whether that animal will be more suffering or not, that's not the issue. But doing in a way that is exciting. Bring that bull into the small yard, where nobody is experienced on how to handle it, but he will have some fun. What trauma goes, that animal goes under, that's the secondary issue. And then, the zikr of Allah, as we are talking about, we started off on the point of Ghaflat. Allah is warning us about this ghaflat. And the antidote of the ghaflat is bitter. And this hatelessness, this carelessness, this neglect, such a dangerous thing. Antidote of it is bitter. But the zikr also will become entertainment. That if a person is resisting some hum, some nazam, some naachari, but he gave him that background, musical background, then that too won't be worth listening to. So if you listen to, the sheep will be listened to only for the musical background. Otherwise not worth it. It's not for ignorance. It's not to enhance the fervor of Iman. To spur a person towards following the way of Rasulullah. That is what these Ashar will listen to for. But now it's for the background sounds. And then even a deeny discourse and a talk of being and the knowledge of being will all become entertainment. And if something in some way, they, they discuss, there's some talk, which will sound exciting. Which will be something that will give us some kind of entertainment factor in it. Then well and good, we'll be there. 
Because it's not going to be so exciting, it's not going to be so really entertaining, not only you're saying in those words, that no matter how important it might be, no matter how much the person is pouring his heart out, this is something that's not for us. We want something that's entertaining. And then if the person is somebody who is some YouTube scholar, saying favor and truth and good, but he can talk in a very glib tongue, this is good enough because it sounds very nice. There's a lot of entertainment in it. Whereas Rasulullah Ashraf warned us about this very aspect. In my hadith, Rabbi Ashraf says, Inna akhwafa ma akhafu alaykum ba'di kulla munafiqin alim al-nisa. Among the things I fear most for you after I'm gone, I fear for my ummah. It's just a munafiq who has a knowledgeable tongue. He can speak very knowledgeably, he can quote a lot of things. But there's nifaq in his heart. His akhidah is not in order. His life is not in sunnah. And his life is far away from being, but he's seeking being. His life has got no resemblance to the Sunnah of Rasulullah. But he's talking Quran and Hadith. But he can talk it in a very nice way. He can talk it in a very fascinating manner. As a result, this is good enough for us. But how much of Sunnah is in his life? How much of being is in his life? It is like the person buying a car because the hooter sounds very nice. For the sound of the hooter is buying a car. So likewise, the person can deliver something very well. What are his credentials? Who he gained his knowledge from? How authentic is his knowledge? He has no idea. Why? Because of this obsession with entertainment. So this is the lesson the Quran is giving us. That اِقْتَرَبَ لِلْنَاسِ حِسَابُهُمْ وَهُمْ فِي رَقْتَةٍ مُعْرِدُونَ Allah Ta'ala is saying that this kitab kitab, this accountability of the people has come so close. But yet they are in ghaflat, this hatelessness, this carelessness. What is meant to, the message for us to take is to come out of this ghaflat. And especially at this time of the year, when the ghaflat in so many different aspects comes to a height, we have to become even more conscious of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, get closer to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, get involved in the zikr of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, be engaging in the a'mal of the masajid, and in this way build our bond with Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Give us all the coffee.